Hello, welcome to my Sober Militia podcast. Today's episode is called Living Well, Peacefully. It is painful to admit, but in the past, I have noted on several occasions when referring to someone struggling with life that they attracted chaos. The fact that I said such a thing about a fellow person is not necessarily what is painful for me to admit, though it should be. No, what is painful for me to admit even more than that, is that while I said such things about others, I was doing the very thing for which I was judging them. I attracted chaos. No, I don't even know if that is accurate. I actively went out and searched for it. This was especially true in times of peace. When things calmed down and my life seemed to have a semblance of order, I was unable to coast and enjoy the ride. In times of peace, I would shift up and floor it, because I did not know how to live a life of calm tranquility. It was not in my nature. It did not feel comfortable to me. It felt better to live in a constant state of struggle, anxiety, and panic. That's what I knew. That felt like home. A life of chaos. When we are actively using our addictions, we are unknowingly creating a state of chaos around us every day. What is worse, is that we are not only creating a state of chaos in our own lives, we are creating chaos in the lives of others as well. The unknowing aspect of the above statement is where I believe the key to affecting real change lies. When we drink, use drugs, and enact negative behaviors, we effectively check out from our normal consciousness and into a state of apathy and disconnection. While the initial act of engaging in our addictions is a choice, the repercussions are not. They simply occur, and we and others are the unfortunate victims of the destruction that ensues. Once the destruction begins, the chaos unfolds and we embark on a life of perpetual struggle, anxiety, and panic. The reason I believe the unknowing aspect is so important is that we, as intelligent and sentient beings, would never choose to put ourselves and others in danger. We would never choose to act in a way detrimental to ourselves and others. We would never choose to live emotionally or physically out of control. We would never choose to create and live in a state of chaos for ourselves or those whom we love and care about. So why do we do it then? We do it because once we check out from the state of our true selves and into the state of apathy and disconnection created by artificial chemicals, we are no longer actively aware of our actions and the consequences of those actions. We eventually become aware when the fog lifts and the guilt sets in. It never lasts long though, and we soon find ourselves back in the same state of chaos caused by the chemicals and addictions we chose to surround ourselves with. As long as we continue to choose to engage in our addictions, we will live in a state of chaos. And the idea of living a peacefully content life will be as far from our understanding as life on Mars. A life of peace. While the definition of peace can be subjective, There are several attributes of the word that I believe are relevant to all of us, especially those of us recovering from an addiction. 
What does the word peace mean anyway? Noun, state of tranquility and calm, free from war or civil unrest. How perfectly does the antonym of the word peace fit into the life of the addict? War, civil or emotional, unrest, chaos, and struggle come to mind when thinking of the opposite of peace. When we use, we are at war with our addiction and ourselves. It is a lonely and hopeless war if we choose to fight it without the tools and skills necessary to combat such a formidable adversary. There are several tools we need to be successful in this battle, and the first is to ascertain that we are not, in fact, at peace. Accept responsibility. Until we understand that we are living a life of chaos, we cannot expect to understand and find the benefits associated with living a life of peace. I believe this is the most critical and fundamental step in successful sobriety, and it is arguably the most difficult. If we choose to go to battle half-assed, we can only expect half-assed results. What I mean by that is, if we are not ready for the battle, we cannot expect to win. We have to train and equip ourselves properly before we take the first steps onto the battlefield, otherwise known as our sobriety journey. Genuinely understanding the repercussions that stem from our chaotic choice of lives allows us to see there are other options available to us, but this takes some courage. We have to be able to see and admit our roles in the undesirable outcomes of our lives thus far. It is then that we can begin to see what life may look like on the other side, the peaceful and sober side. Choose a life of peace. Unfortunately, it is not enough to simply acknowledge our role in the chaos of our lives. It is not even enough to want a change based on the acknowledgement of our role in the destruction we have amassed. Now, what we must do to effectively make the changes necessary to successfully go into battle and defeat our addictions is to choose a life of peace. To some of you, that may sound like a corny or utopian ideal, but is it really? What does it mean to choose a life of peace? It means choosing yourself over your addiction. It means choosing to live a more healthy and intentional life. It means choosing a more positive and productive emotional state of being. It means choosing to live in our own skin and in our own minds because we like it there. We know that both our minds and our bodies deserve to feel good, to feel healthy, and to feel at peace. We know that our addictions are the one thing keeping us from living a peaceful life, and it is time to kick that shit to the curb. What happens to our inner peace when we remove poison and chemicals from our body. It flourishes almost immediately. If checking out from the use of addiction creates chaos, then the opposite is true when we choose to engage with our life and remain present through good times and bad. One of the most powerful realizations I have made in sobriety is that the bad times are just not as bad when I have a clear and functioning mind. I can more easily communicate and problem solve. I can remain calm in times when I used to feel panic. I can seek out and find positive solutions to negative issues. I can observe and analyze before reacting 
All of this is a byproduct of kicking my addictions to the curb. Sure, it takes a little practice, but like anything, practice makes perfect. Each time I effectively combat a potential problem without the use of a chemical or negative behavior, I grow and I get stronger and smarter. Over the past six months of sobriety, I feel I have donned a massive suit of emotional and physical armor. My armor has given me strength, confidence, and most importantly, peace. While the actual definition of peace may be subjective to each individual, the consequences are not. Living well, peacefully, allows everyone to engage with the world better. It allows us to communicate at a higher level. It opens our hearts and minds to ourselves and each other. It gives us time to breathe, observe, and analyze. Peace is a quintessential byproduct of sobriety, and once you feel it, you will want nothing more than to continue living well, peacefully. There are so many aspects about sobriety that I could talk about for hours. And I've been doing that a little bit here with the blog. And this idea of living well and all the things that come with living well through sobriety is pretty amazing and something that I wouldn't trade for the world. And while I've talked about a lot of different aspects, uh, one of the most important really is the idea of being peaceful. And I know that when I was using, I was far from that constantly. And what's interesting is when I look back at that time and what I call in the blog, a life of chaos, I thought I was at peace. I thought that I was living that peaceful life, coming home from work, drinking, sitting on the couch, watching TV, not really doing much of anything. I felt like I was just living in the moment. And it's hard to admit and understand that when you look back at that time, what you were really doing was avoiding everything but the moment and using alcohol or nicotine or negative behaviors to ensure that you weren't living in the moment. And it doesn't feel good to, to remember that or to admit that or think about that. But when you step away from that and start walking your path, sobriety, and you start seeing how living peaceful really looks, it's astonishing. And it becomes actually really fun to understand that you have made these decisions and these choices to live a better life, healthier life, more positive life, more peaceful life. And that idea of peace is really cool. Um, and you don't really know it in the beginning until you are forced to deal with a negative situation. And that's when I realized that being at peace means being able to handle the negative or the bad with an air of calmness, clear-headedness, and with the ability to observe things first before we react. I know that when I was drinking a lot, I reacted immediately to things, and my wife can attest to that. 
Um, if something bothered me or something hit me, I'd react and, and I would just kind of lose control of things, not physically or in a, you know, anything like that, but in a, you know, just emotional way I couldn't deal. And as I find, you know, moving forward, um, over six months now, when something does come up that I'm not happy about or, um, that, you know, might stress me out, I'm able to kind of take a step back from it and look at it and see it and spend some time thinking about it before I react. And that has been the most important change I think I can think of when I think about sobriety. And my wife and I have talked about it too, just in our own communication. Um, we've dealt with a lot of stressful things over the last six months with different parts of our lives and um, as a couple and as individuals. But what we've noticed is that our ability to communicate has changed so much. And we're able to, you know, listen to each other and communicate better and be more thoughtful about how we're acting toward each other and toward situations. And and that's all because of this idea of, you know, feeling at peace. And, and like I said in the blog, it almost happens immediately. You won't know it necessarily, but as soon as you remove those chemicals from your body and your mind and everything, you you tend to start leaning in that peaceful way automatically. You might fight it a little bit because of you know habits and past history and things like that, but it's, it'll be there. And then I think at the moment you recognize that, and that's what I said in the blog, it's that moment when you choose to live the life of peace, not just you know want it or think you need it, but to see it, then choose it, and then begin to enact that in your life, that you really begin to see the change and the differences. And that's when the world just opens up. So I think this idea of living well, peacefully, is really, really important. But what's more important than the idea of living well peacefully, it's the idea that you have to actively engage in that. You have to make that choice. You have to see that it's worth it, that you deserve it, and that you can do it. And by doing that, you will begin to live a more peaceful life. And then, like I said at the end, once you do, once you see it, once you feel it, it'd be very hard to go back. You just want more of that. And that's where I'm at. So I really enjoyed writing this blog this morning because it reminded me of that part. That this is just something I want to live and to put out in the world as much as I possibly can. Thank you for reading my blogs, listening to my podcasts, for being as supportive as you all are. I love everybody that takes the time to follow or read my blog, listen to my podcast to give me, you know, comments, negative or, or positive. Um, I just appreciate the support. It's been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying this. I'm uh, approaching the end of editing my sober book that I'm going to be putting out at the end of summer. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, I love uh, getting to know you guys. So stay in touch. Comment when you can. Have a good week. Stay strong. Stay safe. Stay sober.